0: LFC Day Trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback 4 from the LFC Daytrippers. I'm Gav, and with me tonight is just me and Keith. <coughs> Excuse me, tonight. Um, show is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Check out comparisons, articles, stats, and stuff like that if you're not into gambling but you want to go onto that site. If you are into gambling, <coughs> everything is there you need for all the odds and all the sports, golf, football, rugby, whatever you might need. But always remember to do so responsibly. Um, the lad's done uh, a really good post match show again yesterday afternoon. Emma and Matt, um, they covered it from start to finish. Keith is blessing himself after that. Um, just praying that he doesn't get asked on to a full time show. Actually, <laughs> but, um, we're going to do an hour or so now on the match last night. Um, and anything else that comes up in the chat, so if anything you have in the chat, throw it up there. Um, don't worry, if we don't read it out straight away. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll bring it back up when,
1: if, and when we need it.
0: Um, Keith, how are you?
1: Yeah I'm Grant I'm Grant um, Shawnee and Emma are, didn't come on tonight because they're in solidarity with Gary Lineker but yeah. me and you are two scabs we said both coming on the show must go on so the two scabbiest scabs in town says yeah we'll do it
0: No in fairness Emma done the post match show yesterday so we don't usually have to put anyone on the post match on the Fatback 4 yeah. and Shawnee's not well um, yeah, so we just said "Are here? the two of us will do this we'll, we'll bang it out in an hour and um, we'll see how it goes but look we look across the game, we, we go through a couple of players, a couple of incidents, where the way we played, stuff like that, because the lads cover a lot of incidents in, in the uh-huh. post-match yesterday, but, like, you look at the team, um, it's Chetich for Henderson, no other changes yeah. from the United game, true, yeah. and you're okay with that, you're absolutely okay with that, because Chetich has been excellent, um, when he's played, so you thought, yeah, he's good, he's good on the ball, he's good at he's very very press resistant and you might see that from Bournemouth um so going into it I was absolutely fine with the side no issues whatsoever I don't think anyone was Keith with you
1: no I mean look I hate the half 12 kickoffs that was my biggest sort of issue was I fucking hate them early games but with the lineup I'm looking at that and I'm, I'm thinking I agree I think Bacetic has come to a stage now where you're not looking at him in the team and thinking, oh, not this young, he's, he's excellent, he's very good. And I think when he plays with Fabinho, I think it even unlocks him a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It gets him higher up the pitch. He's able to carry the ball a bit forward. So I was happy enough with that team. You know, I think you come out on the back of a 7-0 beating the Manchester United and you expect, right, very few changes. Big games coming up, taking fast now. And um, let's just keep it rolling. So, yeah, I was happy with the, with the team when I seen it didn't last long but you know the the when the team news came out it was like yeah that, that's decent enough we should have enough because no disrespect to barman they're not a great side and they had trouble as well they they went to a back four we usually play at a back well back five um they they flooded the midfield and um i was looking at it and looking at air team and looking at their team i was thinking that should be more than enough on the back of a good three points in fact on the back of an excellent win you know what I mean a confidence builds that this should be uh, not a, straight, a handy but a straightforward enough win and uh, no, no no such
0: thing Um, I I constantly go on about it when we play anybody I, I, genuinely anybody now bar probably City, Arsenal and one or two others you have to win the battle yeah. and you have to win the right to play and on top of that, when you go into these games, like you know, you they're gonna to look to feed off scraps. They're gonna to look to feed off, you know, any sort of encouragement, and you don't want to give them any sort of encouragement. But I felt yesterday Keith was a day where we kept encouraging Barmott. You know, like I think City went there a couple of weeks ago, one four one, and when you if you watch that game, City just kept the ball, kept playing, kept you know made sure he didn't make any silly mistakes. If if Bournemouth tried to get out, they snuffed it out straight away. And Liverpool didn't do it. In fact, Liverpool set up Bournemouth for a lot of what they've done. You know, Trent gives away a couple. Uh, it gives away one. And you're, you're kind of looking at it going, lads, if you just keep this simple and keep it, you know, just keep it. You, like, you don't have to go and blitz them by any means. But if you keep playing football, keep it keep tight, snuff them out, win your battles, you'll win this game. And, like... Pure Original says it was an utterly abject, cowardly performance, a team incapable of performing if the slightest thing goes wrong. And that might sound a bit harsh, but when things go against us, forced in a match, we seem to struggle massively to respond to it. Massively to respond to it. Particularly away from home. I've seen a stat that we've played, I think it was about eight games, where they've listed like from Brighton, Brentford, um, Bournemouth, Fulham, you know, Forest. Yeah, Fulham, Forest, And it's like we scored six goals in these eight games. We conceded 14. You know, and, Keith, you win 7-0 last week, and they were brilliant. They won their battles. They got stuck in. Great tempo. They put away chances. They made chances, wherever it might be. And then they rock up at Bournemouth yesterday. Off the back of Jurgen Klopp saying, we have to go in here. We know Bournemouth are going to be, you know, not buzzing, but, encouraged by what happened, their ass, even though they lost the game, they're going to, they're going to have that crowd behind them, and he was very forgery in, you know, where Liverpool needed to be yesterday, and they just weren't there, they just weren't there, Keith. and this is not, uh, one of those things where you go, what happened yesterday, this is, three league wins, away from home all season, like, that doesn't get you top four, Keith. No, it doesn't, and and you're
1: right, it's been all season, you know, the, yesterday, yesterday, wasn't any aberration it wasn't something that we're not seeing it's it's all too familiar you know it was nearly a carbon copy of nothing for this game Um, it was it was ridiculous and you know you touched on it there about Bournemouth they they got beaten last week by Arsenal very very unlucky you know what I mean they went in they grabbed the lid and that can go one of two ways as well that can knock the arse out of them or it can galvanize them and I felt they came out and they were their crowd was great for them. I felt that they they were quicker to the balls. They were winning all the battles, and there's a lot of people in the chat are laying into the two young lads in midfield. I didn't blame them. I thought our defenders were bleeding. I oh, thought it all from yeah. Well, he and Trent. I thought they, they were awful. I thought they were so um so panicky or so lax. You know, there was no composure with them, and I just felt that stemmed all the way through the team do you know what i mean i I felt that um we just never never showed up for the fight and that's criminal you know we gave ourselves a great opportunity and i'm not going to change my opinion that we can still make top four based on that game yesterday because we've seen that game a 100 times do you know what i mean we've seen that go against us this year and the reason i'm not changing my opinion on that is because this league is poxy it's absolutely brutal and i think teams will drop points but we're making it too hard for ourselves. We're not giving ourselves any sort of a, a good chance to make a run at this. You look at the game yesterday, Gav. We start off, we've got a, a front three that each got a brace against Man United. So you think right there they're the delay, they're happy. Let's go. You've got Harvey Elliott on the back of possibly his best performance for Liverpool. You think right, get him on the ball. Let's 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 see what he can do. But Chetty is being the find of the season and Canate coming back in to the centre half looked like that was going to be the 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 answer to our prayers at the back but we went in against a team who are physical in the middle and quick out wide yeah. and we just didn't do it we didn't lay a blade glove on them and that's the worst thing you know it's easy to say we were sure you we were this we were that if we scored a penalty I think we go on to win the game uh I, I think that I don't think they were as good as maybe on me and others are making them out to be I think they've done a good job they were look threatening enough on the break but we just looked absolutely you know to go from the 7-0 I'll again, all was going to say the 7-0 Anfield against United to, to that it's just it sums Liverpool up perfectly at the moment Gavin we come on this show and and we do it every week and we've done it through the good times do you know what I mean And it was great loved it highlighted a week this time I'm looking for excuses not to come on I'm washing my hair can't make it on tonight Gav, uh, but We just still have to do we have to take your licks unfortunately with this but you know we're seeing liverpool here we went through the mentality monsters period and now i'm not saying they're not mentality monsters anymore they can get that back but i just think they're so fragile mentally tired i think fatigued certainly mentally fatigued as well as physically fatigued and they just cannot motivate themselves for games like this It, it, it does me head in it baffles me how they can't do it how you know, I'm, I'm putting the blame if I'm bl- picking individuals. I'm putting the blame on some senior players here. I'm not blaming them two young lads in midfield for what happened yesterday. I'm, blame. I'm putting the blame firmly on some senior players. And they're the ones you expect to carry you through. And, yeah. and I didn't feel like they did. I didn't feel like they showed up at all yesterday and that was the worst of the whole thing.
0: Paul Gormley says Klopp made a point in his pre-match interview about attitude. He obviously feels attitude is a problem with this squad at the moment. Um, you know... I think I think it's a genuine worry, you know, and and we've like you say over the last couple of years doing this podcast and even having a point talking about yeah. things and we always lavish Liverpool with loads of praise about their attitude, their willingness to work, the willingness to figure out games and and you know if they see a potential issue they go and they go and smother it very very quickly and, and, and turn it to an advantage, whereas yesterday yesterday to me just felt like. Swallowing into Bournemouth that's what it felt like Swallowing into Bournemouth regardless of your manager doing a press conference on Friday okay and a pre-match interview like Paul Gormley says there about attitude and, and what do we expect from Bournemouth and you know some of the chats said are oh, we were really good to force 15 15-20 and if Virgil had scored but we didn't we were really good and we didn't score so what you have to do is you have to take the next 20 and be as good and do score but we don't we just start switching off. We start, look, like we start literally passing balls across the pitch, allowing them to get on it. And what they were looking for, we, we they were looking for their two wide men, Detroit Hortus and you know Solanke, however, getting on the end of it. That's what they were looking for, and we gave. That's what the encouragement that they were looking for, and we gave it to them in spades yesterday. We gave it in spades, and and I go back to it. When you're in a game like that, all right, you need your two centre backs and two midfielders. To be on form, i.e., Van Dijk and Kanate to snuff out anything. Okay, whether that's covering one of our fullbacks, one of them takes the centre man in the centre, and one covers to the right or left, depending on where they are. And your two midfielders to snuff anything out. If anything goes into midfield, you're on it. You're making sure no one can get torn with a head up looking for wide men. And we did not, we did not let that happen. Like you're saying, mentally fatigued and physical. People say physically fatigued. I'm sorry, but. If you're physically fatigued, if that if them t- players are physically fatigued, Liverpool Football Club will know better. They yeah. analyse them to within an inch of their life on a daily basis, right? Mentally fatigued. I'm sorry, if I beat Manchester, you know it's seven nil on Sunday. There's not a fucking hint of mental fatigue in me yeah. when I'm turning out a bomb at the half twelve. Six Should just not hopping it on It's just not. But like um, I kept the I kept the thing here, right? Uh, Revenue FC says um VVD was wearing the Amber and he was abysmal. Giving up on the goal was unforgivable. He was the worst of them yesterday, for me. He, people say he's lost the yard of pace. I don't, I don't believe that. I think Virgil van Dijk can keep, if Virgil van Dijk has lost the yard of pace, he still keeps up with 99% yeah. of forwards on this planet. All right. But for me, yesterday, I'm sorry to say he went in there in an attitude of I'll just show up here and I'll be, I'll be the dog's bollocks and I'll be the captain and I'll be this and he was appalling and the other boy beside him wasn't too, too much better they they were hesitant they were letting guys get the other side of them they were letting fellas run beyond them and then they're passing they were taking a fucking age to pass the ball you know on a, on a nice surface nice greasy surface go and play get your fullbacks involved zip the ball here zip the ball there and he didn't, and I thought Van Dijk was appalling
1: yesterday. He certainly was, yeah, I agree totally with that. I mean, Van Dijk is such a good player, and I think too many people are writing him off based on this season, do you know what I mean? Yesterday was the culmination of a terrible season, and I gave the excuse for a long time that I felt he was holding himself back for the World Cup because he didn't want to miss the World Cup. That proved to be a load of bollocks. Um, Yesterday we saw a player that, I, I agree, I don't think it's that he lost his pace because I still think he's quick, I still think he's fast on that goal I don't know if he gave up on it or he, he's too cocky about showing players trying to show Sam players Sam says,
0: I think for their goal we switched off thinking it's offside, it's not right yep. but I think that's what happened we need to get used to playing to the whistle like we used to before Sam, maybe that's what happened but Keith, you it's... you train under 8s and the, all, what, yeah. the first thing they're told is, play to the whistle
1: yeah exactly you have to play to the whistle and you can't stop you know what i mean you can't um you can't just run or not do what you're meant to do because it was funny like the the goal van Dijk stops and and you're like what the fuck is he doing do you know what i mean like what is he doing it, it's a casualness and look it it was one of the traits that made him the best defender in the world you know he didn't get flustered he didn't panic but it just didn't make any sense do you know what i mean they were they were getting um They were getting bullied a bit in that game, in my opinion. You know, they were getting whether it be Solanke, whether it was um the two wide players, Jaden Anthony, and I can't remember the other fella's name, um Dango Otano, I think it was. Um, they were uh, Otaro, was it? Yeah, uh, Otaro. They were just using their strength and their power and their pace, and it was just too much for Liverpool. And the one thing you can say about Canate and Van Dijk's centre-back partnership is that quick, but Van Dijk's lost the yard of pace and not that quick they just couldn't deal with these fellas at all and they were too lax and they weren't putting in we had this conversation after Man City when Gomez and Van Dijk put in bleeding playing performances against Haaland and were excellent, and then after that they fell off a cliff again and this is what seems to be happening when the big games are there, this is the biggest thing that annoys me, last week Van Dijk was grand, he was great canate brilliant this week against dominic Solanke and two fellas that i can't even remember their names i have to think about they were shy and it's you know when you look again look at that Bournemouth team um I, I can't even remember the names of the fellas there was a fella playing He was the fella that played between the midfield and the attack Rothwell or something I, I, I never heard of him You mm. know what i mean we know a lot of footballers i never heard of him i never heard of this fella that he had on the wing dango ataro they tore us a new Do you know what I mean? Walked his bollocks off going back when he needed it. And it was all because we didn't put in... They put in the graft yesterday and we didn't. So we looked mm-hmm. at that yesterday and I felt that, yeah, Van Dijk... Uh, it, to me, it all stemmed from the defence. Van Dijk cannot terrible. I thought Trent was too lax. Uh, I thought Robertson, he was trying to get up and, and join in the attacks. But I didn't think he was great either. And that just stemmed through the whole team. You know, there was a, I wouldn't say a fragility, but a nervousness whenever whenever they had the ball and, and that shouldn't be the case against Bournemouth
0: but I don't think it's a nervousness Keith like
1: just an arrogance
0: yeah yeah just I, I look I get at certain stages where if you're going through a bad bad run of form you are nervous when the other teams have the ball and you're kind of a hesitant the way Presto but Liverpool are coming off four wins in the last five in the league yeah. five clean yeah. sheets do you know what I mean five clean sheets in a row I think Right? Yeah. And so there's, there's no, you shouldn't be nervous in any way. For me, it was a case, I felt like when we had the ball, we were too slow on it. And when they had the ball, we, not that we gave them too much respect, we, we didn't respect them enough. Mm. You know, we didn't respect them enough to say, I'm going to close him down. I'm going to make sure that their fullbacks can't get their heads up and look down the line and pick something out. Or the guy sitting in front of that back fork and torn and open his body and look here, here and there. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. And whether that's um Wojcetic has to do it, whether that's Elia has to do it, Gakbo, Salah, whoever. I felt it was just a case of, ah, uh, you know, they'll kick her up there and we'll get her back and we we'll keep playing. But fair enough if you don't want to press, right? But you have to defend. Yeah. Okay. And when you get it back, you have to play with a purpose. Liverpool didn't play with a purpose yesterday. Liverpool played with Will... We'll sleepwalk through this, and something will happen, and we get a goal, and that'll be it. And it it's horrible because if Liverpool were going away to big sides or playing big sides at home, and that was happening, you'd be kind of going, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah. But it's actually worse when you do it against a lower side. For me, it's actually worse when you do it against a lower side. All right, you don't want to get too close to Kevin De Bruyne. You might you might turn it, go past you and hit a ball, and he's opened you. Up. Fine. Right, you might step off and give them that bit of respect and make sure you're set. But against these sides, these sides aren't going to play through you. These sides aren't going to, you know, absolutely pass you off the park. What they are going to do though is they're going to, if they get a minute, they're all Premier League footballers, right? And if they get a minute, they are going to get their head up and they are going to put it into space. And the only, the only thing they were looking to utilise yesterday was pace, width, pace, width all day long, right? And the thing was, were their full back so high up, it would have been against centre-halves, and those centre-halves for me went strong enough. Mm-hmm. So if you're not pressing them, that's a problem. But if the guy isn't defending it, now you've huge problems. And that's not quality. That's not mental fatigue. That's, not, that's attitude. Yeah. And that's what annoys me the most. I, listen, if Liverpool went out there yesterday and ran ourselves into the ground, and got beaten by a Worldie and hit the bar three times and all right, they missed the penalty, that can happen. Right? Um, terrible penalty by the way, and we get onto it. Yeah. But if they ran that and you kind of went, look, that keeper's had a worldie, you can take that. But what annoys me is I cannot stand any football team where you come out the pitch and go, they just didn't put it in. On the ball or off the ball. And that's where I think it came down to. But like what do you do? What do you do for this, Keith? Like, is this away thing is, is an issue. I thought it was gone. Yeah. I thought you've gone to Newcastle, you've got a good win. Okay? You've gone away to Palace, okay, you didn't win, but you probably should have. And do you know kept what a mean? clean sheet. Yeah. Um, we, we've had a great win against United. We've beaten Wolves, which was we've had, them done not know how many games about against yeah. them. And you thought you were on the other side of it. And you're looking this week going, if we win this, you know, there's a couple of games that weekend that might turn it for us and, we could be right up United's arse Never mind, and um, Spurs or Newcastle or anything else. And what did he do to change? it Because it's not like we don't have the quality there to win it, win games. You know, th- does he start dropping people again? Does he start going, "No, that wasn't good enough. You're gone. You're done."
1: it's it's a hard really
0: one no, really no players to do that
1: too by the way yeah see I think you know Henderson was a big miss yesterday and I know it's easy to say that after the event but sometimes you need that bit of leadership in there even when he's not uh playing at his best and I think he's been okay actually the last while but I think they missed him in midfield not to blame the young lads that were in there um it's just what I, the way I see the the team going I can see rotation but not wholesale changes so similar to yes say henderson drops out but check comes in you know you can see where simacast might come in for robo you know what i mean but i can't see i can't see them throwing the baby out with the bathwater because here's the next four games it's real madrid it's c chelsea arsenal yeah you know <laughs> and these are the games it wouldn't surprise me right really. so we had this i know i'd say or predict four nil every time if i ever to win but realistically I was looking at the four games, not Real Madrid, now Bournemouth and those three, and I, I was thinking to myself, like, if you get eight points out of that, out of 12, that's okay. You live with that. That's two wins and two draws. And I'm looking at yesterday as a, a bank or three, you know what I mean? That was a, where we take the three there, so I'm as guilty, I'm as arrogant as the fucking players. You take your three there and yeah, then you you're look
0: only, at you're the are you, But you're only thinking that on the basis that you're going to go out and yeah. you're going to... You're you're going to, it's all if Liverpool put effort in the way they yeah. meant to. I mean, they beat United you know, seven to? nil last
1: week, so I'm assuming they're going to go into Bournemouth and on the back of that, they're going to be able to get the win. And I and I was looking at that and I'm thinking to myself like, you get over that Bournemouth <coughs> in that half twelve, we've fucking <coughs> made the half twelvers always did, right. So we get over that, where are three points in hand, I are three points on the board, you're in the top four then. Do you know what I mean? You're in the top four for a, a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So you've, you're have psychologically putting pressure yes. on other teams and we let that slip. Do you know what I mean? And then I was looking at the next three games and say, right, if you get a win and two draws there, it's not the end of the world. The way the league is, I don't think we're in the situation where like when we're chasing league titles with City and a draw feels like the worst result in the world. This league is woeful. I think these teams are all going to drop points. I think there's opportunities that if you can just go and build a bit of momentum and, and get you... We fucking lost the momentum. You know what I mean? We've put ourselves behind the black ball now, where the reality is we probably need to win at least two of them, possibly trade them in the week to keep yeah. a bit of momentum going. And and they've done that to themselves. They've <laughs> absolutely shot themselves in the foot. But it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool won the three games because the big games they can lift themselves for. We've seen it all year. They've done it against City. You know, the only time City got the better of us was the the Carlin Cup, wasn't it, when we came back after the World Cup and we played them, they beat us in that one. I think other than that, we've have we bet them twice? City. City. Oh no, yeah, we, we bet them, them once, the char- yeah. We, we bet them, them beat once the and we bet them in the, Shield the Charity and Shield. And then, yeah. yeah. But I and mean, we were excellent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? You can play against them. You can play against them. you know we can slag everything, but the Derby's always a big game and they all thought that we were a soft touch and that we beat everything we beat Newcastle the only team to beat Newcastle in the league twice they, they lost again then after that but you know these were all big games and we're winning them and you're overcoming them and it's still the Bournemouth that fucking that are beating you and you're absolutely giving yourself no chance to get in there and to, to make a make a run for it. Like, don't get me wrong, I still think we can get fourth. I'm not writing it off because of this yesterday, but they just doing me heading.
0: Well No, I don't I wouldn't write off fourth place because I look around and I think to myself, if you win your game in hand, which you still have on sports, you're three points off them with yeah. ten games to go or whatever. And I'm not writing fourth off. But what I'm saying is the confidence that you had going into yesterday. Yeah, I'm looking it's and going, gone. please, over the last 11, we have eight at home. That's what I'm thinking because yeah. there's nothing, away form at the moment is just appalling. And we go away to Chelsea and we go away to City and we're home to Arsenal in our next three league games. And okay, that's fine, they're big games. But they're big games that you could easily get bashed in or we could mm. win or we could bash them. That's just the way those yeah. games can go. And you know Liverpool will be up for it. And you know these bigger sides will give you probably more time to play on the ball. You yeah. know what I mean, and we Less give them more time to play. Well. Yeah, and and it it goes like that. Red Steve's says, XG got barm at 0.5 up at one point six four. Discuss. There's no point in discussing XG. It's not even yeah. a real stat. Yeah. Um, and I know you've said that, so I'll say that to you, But that's the <laughs> truth. It's not a real stat. It um, I've I have it on a good authority that they measure everything in it on some of the models except the player. So um, you know, Joe Gomez with a with a volley from twelve yards out. Gets the same XG as Robbie Fowler getting um, a volley from 12 yards out. So XG is a load of bollocks. Let's be honest about it. Um, Doesn't measure the rain, the weather, the wind. Nothing like that. The bounce of the ball, the height it approaches a player. Nothing. Just where the player is when the ball is struck. Madness.
1: Not even a stat. Anyway. um, But in saying that, mm -hmm. we did have chances. Yes. Do you know what I mean? We did have good chances that if we hadn't taken them yeah. in the first half, Van Dijk's header cleared off the line. Great clearance, I must say, by uh, Lerm, I think it was. It was a great header by Van Dijk. The second one, was it the second one when he, he got he got tugged and was looking for a pen out? Yeah. Now, I think that was a pen out And people are like, no, there was no contact there. He was running for the ball. He pulled his arm back and he lost the momentum to get that power in the header and it just hit off his head. That to me was a felby i never going to get that but that was it they were set pieces two bleeding two set piece crosses and we're getting our chances we weren't creating an, and this is where the salah issue comes back to it for me last week he was fucking brilliant it was oh what's the problem here salah's back salah was he's not just sticking out on the wing and and being anonymous he's He's getting in. He's he's mixing it up. He's doing it. I didn't feel. I felt he reverted back to the the, the previous inc- incarnation we've had of Mo Salah And that was very frustrating. He can't carry the team. I understand that, look he, We expect him much of him. But sometimes you do expect, and and you're probably right to expect your big big forward players to be able to dig you out. And we had a chance to get dug out yesterday. We had a fucking chance. Salah had a chance to, to get us back into that
0: game. I thought Jota was excellent when he came back. When he I came thought, on. Jota comes on and has a, a yeah. really good attempt like a minute or two into the second half. And you're mm-hmm. kind of going, yeah, I'm I'm liking that. Do you know what I mean? But, I I get the whole thing take your chances and stuff like that. But if you don't take them, Keith, your attitude, yeah. your forwards aren't taking your chances, right? Your attitude from your midfield and your defence should be, well, look, we'll just keep it tight and we we'll make sure we're rock solid here and we'll keep giving it to them because they're good players and they'll score. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it wasn't there, Keith. Even though we're no. getting chances, we still looked like we were fucking playing in slow motion. You know, from the back and midfield both on and off the ball. And yeah, it was terrible. That just gi- but that just gives... Listen, if we were rock solid and we are missing chance after chance after chance, right? Bournemouth wouldn't be encouraged Bournemouth would be dropping way back in on top of the goalkeeper. There'd be a confusion. Something might drop in your score. But even though we are getting chances, Bournemouth were still encouraged by the fact that if they could get the ball out, they had a chance. Whereas if you, if you kill that chance, if you kill that chance, them, they start dropping back and they start getting nervous and they start getting edgy and they start swinging at balls and, and all sorts. But we didn't do enough of it. We just didn't do enough of it. No. Um, Salah was poor. You know, like at Anfield last Sunday, he was unbelievable. Couldn't get the ball off him. Great force touch, great runs, dribbling. He had a lot. But at the same time, on those tight pitches, you know, that's where you need to be. That's Particularly, I think it's hard for your wide men. I think that's where the the people in the middle of the park need to be interchanging and then looking for the wide men to get in behind or, or giving them a chance to... Just get that little bit of space. Space is hard to find. It's at a premium uh, and them sort, of, them sort of grounds. But, I don't know. For me, it was just, it was one of those, um, I want to read this out, uh, and I hope I get this name right, Sugbear so, Secon. says, so many problems, but it can be some of those that we are soft touch. As he used to say in Dad's Armies, they don't like it up them. But, I didn't even feel like they were putting it up us. It was, it was just like, yeah, they're missing chances and they're going to give us chances. And, I am um, absolutely happy with that weren't
1: yeah, yeah and you know it was something you said earlier was you know the arrogance maybe of the players that they came out they soon got that soon got put to them was it was it before the goal or was it after the goal the one where the ball bouncing up in the air and Kanate is dragging out a lead and leading their forward and the ball goes to Van Dijk and he's the wrong side of the other forward and you're looking at them and you're like this is blatant, terrible. This is Keystone Cop stuff, hmm. and you're thinking
0: yourself. Like, Allison had a mad one as well. It was just after the goal, yeah. And it was like, um because I was watching that and their Telegram group, it was to be interesting during the match. And you were kind of, and lads in there were kind of going, "This should be two nil. Like, what yeah. is going on? Like, this is just a switch is gone, and there's
1: yeah. all sorts going on. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, you're putting it. You know, you're, you're giving up too many chances, and you're, you know, I a soft touch. I, it reminds me so much of the pre Van Dijk Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? And and that was they were awful days. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it, we were easy to get out with corners. Remember when Mignolet being gold, you'd give away a corner, and you're like, oh, you know what's happening?" Yeah. You don't want to be going back to those days, but we we haven't looked the soft touch. That's the thing. People are saying, "Oh no, the, this is this is the proper season." Last week was the was the aberration or whatever, but we've looked more solid in the last while. You know, we have looked more solid. We've obviously given up chances and every team gives up chances. There's no team that doesn't give up chances. And at the moment, we just look very, very fragile when we're up against it. And, you know, I don't know. We said this a couple of weeks ago, just get the season over with. What will be, will be. Just get this season over with. and then United um seven nil happens and you're like all oh, right yeah this could be the this could be the catalyst this could be the lighting of the touch paper that gets them moving and it gives them that bit of confidence so well they were grinding out if you you know then they went and spanked them and you are like right let's go from here and it, you know it's just all gone so i think this will be a case of there's going to be loads of bleeding we're going to get loads of black guys before now at the end of the season am i gonna win Am I going to win games? We're going to lose games? Too many people in the chat moaning, you know, oh, you're dreaming this, this. Lads, this has been the season. It's We are absolutely cack, but so are the others. Do you know what I mean? The exception of Arsenal, who are having the season of their lives. Man City haven't been great this year. You know, Chelsea are worse than us. You know, we're bad. Chelsea are worse than us. Spores are erratic. United are having a great season for their standards. We've and hopped off them. And people can say that's a, a, a rarity. We beat them 5-0 last season at Old Trafford and took a foot off the gas when Pogba was sent off. We beat them 4-0, we beat them 4-2. Us whopping them is not an aberration. That's, you know, that's that's the way it is at the moment that we can perform against them. I just think this year, Klopp has to get, you don't want to say an overhaul, or a, I think there has to be a resetting of the the squad of the tactics of the plans and, and what they're going to do because this at the moment is not cutting it and trying to fix it during the season they're like trying to empty a boat when there's a hole in it you know what i mean like they're he's trying to plaster it up at the moment i think liverpool need to get back to the drawing board a bit and and try and draw up something that's a bit better than this because the defending the whole line I don't mind the high line when it's working. When it's not working, it's a bleeding disaster. But it's the high line zonal marking is the same. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't work, it's like for fuck's sake, what's going on?
0: But the high line massively depends on which midfield and your forwards do. Yeah, we agree. Has to be pressure on the ball. Yeah, can't allow them to turn and look because once they turn and look, wingers are watching and going right. He's going to go there and he can time it better. Um, and Liverpool when they when they do press and when they put pressure on for me defenders, definitely defenders but more more than likely defensive midfielders off other sides that look to spray a ball around or, or be the man to get the, get teams out when they put pressure on there it leads to percentage balls that these players are hitting and that's where we gobbled them up or we did mm. gobble them up and that's not what's happening so no. you're like you keep saying if you're not willing to press the ball your centre halves a defender and then bollock people out of it Right. Or B, do what you done yesterday. And what it leads to is your opposition getting more and more encouraged and getting more and more chances. You getting more and more frustrated. And then even when you get the ball back, they're back in they're back set in place and you don't you're not playing the ball fast. You're just whacking passing around take a pass. Like Tanner yeah, like 7883 says here, a quote from Trend yesterday. I think looking back on it now, they probably wanted it more than us. And that is something that is unacceptable. We need to make sure that this thing doesn't happen again. Like, this is fucking Groundhog Day. You know, and I hate all these fucking quotes after games and Instagram posts and all that. I don't give a fuck what you think after the game. I don't care if you say you don't want it to happen again. Just make sure it doesn't happen between half 12 and half 2 on a Saturday, please. Or 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock on a Saturday. But I think back on it now, they probably wanted it more than us. How? How? Yeah. How could anyone? What? Well, why? That's the worst thing I've ever heard in football. Ah, they wanted a bit more than us, why? Because they, they, they're they in a relegation
1: scrap. No, no We're no, in no. a bleeding top four scrap. We should have wanted that as much as anyone else. If
0: Barmouth wanted it, a hundred percent, and Liverpool wanted a hundred percent, and it came out yesterday where it was a one nil to Barham because they scored a great goal, we missed a lot of fucking chances, and we were we were really good. You go fine. Both teams went. At it and that's what happens. That's football. Mm. But when you have your players coming out afterwards, and, and I'm sure there'll be other quotes along with Trent, and I'm sure he's probably... He said that, and that's what's come out. There's probably more players thinking the exact same and would have answered the exact same if they were asked. But you can't you can't put up with that. You simply can't. In no aspect of football should you go out and think after a game, he wanted it more than me, or they wanted it more than me. Because yeah. if they wanted it more than you, you shouldn't have been on the pitch. Shame and on you. I know, I know that sounds very harsh and maybe a bit simplistic, but... Seriously. Like, wanting them hard Yeah. I'm sorry. And, sick. And, listen, I, I don't, I, right, part of me understands, you know, they come out on Instagram, they try to explain themselves, because when they have a really good game, they come out on Instagram, they celebrate, and people love it. And I suppose you have to take with the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. But when it's repetitive stuff, like, if you have players going out there yesterday, and felt we, we got the wrong result there yesterday, because this isn't this, you kind of go, yeah, they're, you know, feeling a bit sorry for themselves, maybe. But, you couldn't, you couldn't knock them for, you couldn't knock them for for effort, but you could absolutely knock them for effort there yesterday. Yeah. And it's not often you say that about Liverpool sides because even when they were poor, you know, and they have been poor this season, it's. I never thought they weren't trying. I never thought they weren't trying, and I never thought the bad form was down to them being overconfident or a bit. You know, yeah, I never thought it was that. I just thought it was a bad run of form, perfect kind of storm stuff going on. Players not at it, that's fine. But yesterday really annoyed me. And I don't get too up and I don't get too down. You know this, Keith. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be annoyed during the game and an hour later I'm watching yeah. golf, you know what I mean, or whatever. Um, But that annoyed me yesterday, coming out that pitch yesterday. I'm okay with penalties being missed. It happens. The fella misses very few. It's a terrible mm-hmm. penalty. I'm okay. It's a with it. it is a terrible penalty. How it all penalty. happen? I'm all right with missing. If it chance. goes in,
1: if it's a yard forward or door, it's a great penalty. top goes in.
0: It goes in. You're going to go one all seventy odd yeah. minutes, I think it was, and you're going twenty twenty five to win it, right? But it we happens. You so but it happens. Of but we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be watching. We shouldn't be watching um, them games and thinking are oh, only for that penalty. Right? Kevin mm-hmm. Ball did you watch January Gaff Kev I watched every fucking Liverpool game for about 35 years yeah. um, and I'm telling I'm you I, I'm telling you there was players I, that game yesterday for me is the worst where they've come out and thought we're just we're Liverpool and we win a game of football that's mm-hmm. that. That's one of the worst I've seen in a while and yeah. and I think especially off the back of that United you know, win they should have went out and went you know what we've, we've shook a few people there last Sunday um, around the league for different reasons now let's go and put a marker down early on this Saturday as well and let's have the rest of the weekend where they have to worry about what we've done not the other way around now we're sitting at half two on Saturday going oh who's going to win now and what's that going to do for us and it's just an attitude it's just an attitude um, the penalty is a bad miss a lot of people ask him whether Milner take it but he's never going to take Salah's the penalty
1: taker you know it's yeah. the way it is I mean I think Milner's about the penalty. I think Fabinho's about the penalty, taker as well. Mm-hmm. But Salah's the penalty, taker so it is what it is. He's, he's hardly going to give that up, you know. Mm. No, I
0: didn't think. Um, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't expect anybody but Salah to yeah. take that penalty when it come up. Mm. And, and I know that question comes up when he misses it. I, it was a bit of a weird penalty. Yeah, the way he hits yeah. it. I've seen him pull him into that corner before, but so, side footed them hard and high. Done one against Arsenal a couple of years ago where he just put, punched a straight in there. We usually yeah. you go down the middle or he go, you know, lose, left or right, Mike. fairly lowish. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was a bit of a weird one. Um, Frank Car. The, the, the,
1: the thing, sorry, before we move off yeah. that, sorry, like the thing that annoyed me about the penalty, I, I agree, you can miss some and you can lose some, but we're one nil down to and we're not having any joy. He shouldn't have been aiming for the top corner on that penalty. Do you know what I mean? He should have been just getting that, smashing it in, and then worry about the fancy ones again. I know it's easy to say that because he misses yeah. it, mm. but don't try and put it into the fucking top corner. You know what I mean? He's don't like, try and put it into the top corner. You just get that on target and, and smack it in. Kevin
0: Sullivan says, Salah has missed four for Liverpool. Yesterday was the only time he's missed the target. Well, yeah. unless you count the Leicester one that hits yeah, the bar, the yeah. So um, I don't know if that's counted as on target, but I, I get what you're no, saying. Frank says cloth substitutions were terrible. We were chasing the game, and he brings on Milner. Why did he bring him on? I, I think because I disagree. We, I I think maybe because Trent was having a poor game. Yeah. To be fair, we looked better when think. Milner came on. To be honest, you know, um, but but I kind of get where you're coming from, Frank, because you know I, I don't mind Milner coming on as a sub. I genuinely don't. I don't give a fuck about his age. He's yeah. he's good. I think he's a good four sub, um, or a good sub if you're winning because he can protect yeah. the game. And if you're losing, he's actually not bad because he's fairly solid. if You want to let a few more go on, you know. If you ask him to defend, I think, I think he's okay. Um, but Trent wasn't having and a good game, and that's not the first time it's happened, Frank. To be honest, um, mm. he does it against Brighton, doesn't he? And yeah. he does it against somebody else. I think that's maybe the tour time, um. Or maybe the tour time he's taking Trent off for. You you can't
1: accuse Milner of not having um, the the hunger and the appetite. You know what I mean? Like he, he's getting on in years, but he is one that will try as he tries as hard as he will to to try and stamp up and lift the team up around them. I just felt we looked even more solid when he went in there for Trent. I know he got skinned a couple of times for pace, but look, he's, he's nearly my age. You know what I mean? Like some of them lads were quick. They were always going to beat him for pace, but. You know, I started to get, you know, why, do we still, why are we still relying on an old James Milner? But look, there's no point in moaning about that. There's nothing really we can do. I felt it was a decent enough sub, so, to be totally honest.
0: Um, Jake says he should have taken batchetage off way earlier. Carvalho's sub came way too late. Um, uh, Passio says Milner puts the cross in that gets us the penalty. Yeah. Um, Imagine Salah trying to hit the like button, says Chris Golden. <laughs> yeah, he'd go left and he'd hit the unlike one. We've only yeah. one person that doesn't like the show, tonight. Doesn't, um, doesn't matter. Nah. Um, that's how it goes. You um, can't please everyone all the time, Gav. No, no, we, we we never choose most, or we never yeah. please most people, Key to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, only that's one, this,
1: that's actually not bad yeah, if you've only got the one. That's, yeah, yeah we'll
0: so take that. What can you do? You know what I mean? Um, but look, we look beyond that, we play around Madrid and then we're not we're off for two and a half weeks then, aren't we? Um yeah. and like people are saying, Oh, you know, we get a break for two and a half weeks. We've been shite when we've had breaks this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like we come back from the World Cup stinking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm not into this break at all. Um three people unlike now. So I knew when you when we said we yeah. people didn't like the audio, that don't they? Um it used to be funny. Uh yeah. but Madrid on Wednesday now. We're gonna cover a lot of stuff in Madrid in the next couple of days, Monday, Tuesday. and <sighs> um, definitely Tuesday. Um but like there's no there's no hope in this toy, is there?
1: Like be honest. If we'd have bet Bourmet yesterday, I'd have been all over this toy. I'd have been saying, yeah. Fuck this, we can go there and smash them. Yeah. But now that's what that game done yesterday, Gavi. It just takes the wind out of the sails. It's just now get this over with. If you can win the game, great. Do you know what I mean? If you, you win the game, even 1 0, it's not enough to get through, but you can win the game and say, right, we've done our best, move on, we, we fucked up in the fourth leg, blah, blah, blah. Going into that now, I'm like, oh. Uh, Who's available? Who's playing? Are we going to go as strong as we can? Is he not going to go? As strong as he can even though it's an international break do you know what i mean like is he gonna, is he gonna try and win it i'm sure he'll try and win it but is he gonna try and overturn that deficit i don't know it's a difficult one to do madrid hadn't even playing great but the difference is like they battered us right without actually getting many chances i think they had six shots on goal and scored five of them barcelona are way ahead of them in la liga and united absolutely thumped them madrid are much better big game team do you know what I mean? They they're a much better They're they're in their season now where they sort of, they're sort not struggling like they're going behind against lesser teams and they're getting it back. But they're a big, big game team and I can't see us going that they don't look mentally fragile enough for us to go and beat them handy to get through. Like Barcelona when we bet them, even though it was what a comeback that was. They'd already got knocked out uh, for a couple of years in a row and given up big leads, you know, so there was a fragility in their mentality there that you could say, right, there's something there. At Real Madrid, a big, big team, big players. I, I just can't see us going. And that's all based on the, the the feel-bad fact that we have from yesterday, you know what I mean? If we'd have won it yesterday, I'd have been like, yeah, fuck, we hit seven against United, we'll hit seven against Real. But now, not so confident.
0: I well the thing I look about it is, is that um, we're in a no lose situation really going into it. You know we're five two down from the fourth leg. Yeah, it was a brilliant first half in that Real Madrid game. Then it was an absolute disaster. Um, you know, oh, I'm going into it. I'm kind of going. We get the fourth goal. You never know. Yeah. Um, something mad could happen. But I just don't see Madrid not scoring. You know, I could probably see us losing by the odd goal, maybe. But you never know with Liverpool. And but but this is what annoys me because you, you're going to have players going out there on Wednesday now. Like he, his team will probably be Allison, Trent, um, Canate, yeah, Van Dyke Robertson. Rubble. He'll play Fabinho. He'll probably play Henderson. Um, he might play Bajatic instead of Elia and he'll play Salah, Gakbo and Nunes. Right, Jota might even get a start. And you, you'll have fellas going out there and going, well, we have to right the wrong from Saturday. And yeah. that's that fucking annoys me, Keith. I, yeah. I'm being honest with you because it, it's it's just... Don't be using yourself not bothering your bollocks on Saturday to be our inspiration to go away and win at Real Madrid. That does my yeah. head in. Um, you know, uh, Red fields will smash Madrid. I'm all... Oh, I want to say this right. Marotra. I hope I got that right. He says, go one up at halftime. Keep it tight at the back. And last half an hour, give it a go. We can take the extra time in penalties. We can see at least one. We need four goals. It'll be sun bleeding Wednesday night if that happens. Um, yeah. Let me see. Red Steve says, Gav, when's the, sh- the Bobby show, the quiz, the draft? I've had enough of the actual football. And much love to the guys doing the full-time Reds after that. Listen, there'll be two and a half weeks and now Liverpool won't or so. um." If you want to tell us what you want over those two and a half weeks, we'll do our best to fill in the two and a half weeks with the likes of quizzes, drafts. We we'll definitely do a show on Farmino. Um I want to I wanted to leave it to the end of the season, but if you want to do one there, we, we can do one. That's no problem. Um but like as always, when these breaks come up, we do try um we treat we do try to uh fill in those couple of weeks um with having a bit of a laugh, to be quite honest with you. And if you're stuck you can go and always watch Bang Average Golf and watch me and Neil um, hacking the thing around the place. And you. There there's a new the there. one in the morning there where I play with his clubs and I forgot how bad it was, but it's bad. Um, there's some good shots, there's some horrendous shots and he needs to regrip his clubs. I'm being honest with you. He's oh. probably not watching, but um, let me see. Um, Marx says, guys, we need to face facts. The midfield of Elliot Bacetic on a regular basis will win nothing. Well, you know, I think you're being a bit unfair on 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 the two of them. Yeah, the, the two young lads in the squad. I get where you're coming from, um, but they're not players you take out with your squad mark for me. That they're, they're players that you need to, you absolutely need to bolster midfield in um with legs, for me, with quality, <coughs> and they'll see the benefit of it. Um, whether that's playing regularly, coming off the bench, um, yeah, wherever it might be, but. I think you're being a bit harsh on those two players. I think the
1: two of them lads will save us a fortune. You know, I still think we need the boy, you know, we need to re- remake this midfield, but I think the emergence of Bacetic has has definitely given Klopp food for thought on what way he's gonna go midfield wise. Like whereas I would have seen a lot of people, and maybe I may have said to myself before, we need four, we need four. I don't think we now need four. But, and it's down to this young flow. So I think he's, he's done everything that's been asked of him. He makes mistakes. He's 18. Do you know what I mean? shit mistakes I was making at 18, look's sake. Like, mm. Lucky he didn't end up in jail. You know what I mean? Never mind a few loose passes. We forget how young these kids are. Harvey Elliott's not very experienced for 19, but he's only 19. And mm. he's playing in a position that is maybe not as familiar as himself. I understand people get frustrated when you see the two of them together and you think this midfield's going to get over and overrun this midfield's going to get bullied that's you know that it's not down to them too just if the midfield gets overrun and gets bullied it's the whole team really have to you know we, yeah defenders have to be on it yeah other that midfielder has to be on it has to be helping them out you know what i mean i just felt yesterday they were they, they were up against philip billing who's about six for five and jefferson lerma very very physical midfield and they weren't able to influence it, but he certainly, certainly wouldn't be trying to two with them, uh, them under the bus. You know no, I, I mean? think, uh, listen, uh,
0: I get the point to an extent where you go Elliot Bacetic or Bacetic, wherever you want to say it, in midfield, you're kind of going young players. I think Bacetic yeah. has been excellent since he came in. Like, genuinely, you couldn't throw the age thing at uh, uh, Stefan Bacetic. Yeah. You can't. watch him playing football, you cannot throw the age thing at him. Consistency... I think he's been consistently good. Um there may be bits and pieces he's getting bookings. He's picking up bookings and that's probably just he's a bit of he, he's over enthusiastic at times going into tackle and and yeah that can be improved on. But for me when you look at when you look at the midfield there you're like I, I hate talking about this midfield because we're going to do loads of it over the next couple of months. But if you if you if you're if Naby Keita and and Chamberlain, and you bring in top two top midfielders, the, everyone benefits, including those young lads. Yeah, they yeah. might get less minutes, but there's no doubt that those two players have benefited from playing with, you know, whether it's Fabinho or Henderson or or I think by by Chetich, Thiago Tiago definitely. Just, yeah. just he smacks of them, doesn't he a bit? Um, right. and you know what? They'll benefit. It, it, it is where it is it is what it is at the moment but we'll see where it goes a few minutes left so here's some suggestions Keith um, for what we should do while the or the world at, what is it An inter, is there international games on or do you just have yeah, to be international yeah internationals right well Ant Mac wants the quizzes out um, I think Aunt Mac is he the man that won a couple of the quizzes already he only appears for quizzes he's like <laughs> he's like this quiz godfather and then he just pisses off you don't see him for ages uh, Albert Albert Bob Bofa. Bofo says, uh, do a call-in show. Get Bertie on. He's absolutely nuts as Archie. I was going to do a show with Bertie. Me and Bertie just sitting down for an hour and having a nice chat about stuff. Um, yeah. I might I might try that.
1: Um, That's usually the call-in show because Bertie comes on and doesn't get off.
0: Yeah, I know, yeah. But we might just do a separate show. An official Bertie... Bertie show. Yeah, yeah. Bertie
1: talks. Yeah. Um, instead of... You get talks. a load of fina Fallers... Calling in, looking in, thinking it's something else.
0: Yeah. Jonathan says anything but Liverpool, talk about crisps or toasts or something. I'm well up for that. People hate it when we do it. Only the hardcore watch, but I love the other, genuinely. Yeah. Um let me see, let me see, let me see. Can we just talk about how you spread your butter, says Jake? How's the butter? What's how's the, the butter? Yep. It's getting off. better. It's definitely Is the it... angle of, it's the angle of the knife. What? It's the angle of the knife. But I might go into that further on another stage. Uh, Gav, can we just... Uh, sorry, I got that. Jake semester. Uh, do a show about the Shiraz. Of course, the Shiraz is the best breakfast in Liverpool. Um, that's all you really need to know. I to be honest. I need a panini maker. Any suggestions? Says, uh, I want to say Kewldo the 11 to be spelt in there. A, in a, he hasn't spelt it like deal to be honest with you. Um, let me see. Let me see. I think that's all the suggestions for the moment. Um... It might be, it might be. If there's any more, i find. Just comments flowing in here. I have um, any, Jake any says if we turn it around against Madrid, I'll drop a hundred donations into the charity. Now the charity. So no, we uh, We're just over two grand. It's, it's slow. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is slow, right? So all I want people to do, genuinely, is after this show, whether you're watching it live or you're listening back, go into the description. You will see the link copy it on your phone or your desktop or your tablet wherever it might be and paste it to your friends your family your whatsapps your your facebook messages your group messages wherever you have bring it into work and print it out on a sheet and stick it in the canteen and if anybody asks what's that say to them 12 women running the Dublin Marathon for breast cancer research it's a brilliant brilliant charity they're doing it for it's an unbelievably it's an unbelievable undertaking that they're doing as well to do this Um, And that's all we ask. Like Any of the Super Chats coming into us, we're grateful for them. Um, We only receive 70% of the amount you see going up on the screen, but we're giving that 70% to the charity as well. So that's a way of doing it. Um, If you want to sponsor anything for the golf day or donate a prize for the golf day, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. Give us an email, we'll get back to you. Uh, you know, if you I'm about getting money off you or getting a prize off you, or you send them us money and we will go out and buy the prize. Like you don't have to go and buy a prize; you can just go here. there's fifty quid for a prize, and I will go and buy it, and I will email you back to receipt to show you that I've paid for it. Um, lit- literally anything you need, we we'll go out of our way to buy prizes to take to get the money off you for sponsors. And all we ask, we do this for free. We we. We'll, We've never charged money for any podcast we've ever done. And all we ask is that you copy and paste or contact us if you want to help us out. Because by you giving a price, that means more people will be there on the night. More people will buy raffle tickets. And every penny that's sold on raffle tickets goes to the charity. Because where we're holding that night is not charging us. There are, but everyone's brilliant when it comes to this stuff. So that's all we're asking for. You. The charity, please, please, if you see the link copy paste it donate wherever you can and um genuinely like if you want to if you if everyone listening to this and everyone watching this turned around says you know what i'm going to give them a fiver for all the content they're going to do between now and the end of the season which is three months which is 12 weeks probably about 70 shows right i'm going to give them a fiver for that everyone done that we piss this like genuinely we would piss it but the golf day is huge in, in in getting a bulk amount of money um I don't really want to check Gary. he's in the right that's that's all I'm going to say he's in the right
1: anything else before we go Keith no um, you know it's just it's so soul (laughs) destroying nothing after these fucking reds let you down again but this is what we do you know what I mean we'll be doing it next week well not next week but you know as the season goes on as you said there'll be shows shows here there and everywhere and you know the, the work that goes into it for free shows the amount of free shows that we put on it's, it's so much that goes in and i understand look times are tight money is tight you know but any little bit helps you know every little bit helps if we can push this as much as we can and get it over the line because it's a great cause it's something that's affected everyone it's touched everyone at some point in their lives i'm sure you know whether it's someone we know someone we love you know we've all been uh, hit by that and if we can do any little bit to help these ladies, hey, who are doing a great thing. Do you know what I mean? Doing a great thing. Yeah, um, no, it's a mad thing they're doing. Like it's yeah, the ball, to... Yeah, it's, it's great, Cav. You know what I mean? It's fucking brilliant. Ah,
0: Keith, listen, I couldn't watch the
1: Dublin Marathon that goes on that long. No. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah. <no. laughs> if you yeah, emailed man.
1: me and says, Keith, well, gonna... what do you think of a marathon? I'd say I, I preferred when it changed to Snickers. And that'd yeah. be my only bleeding input on a marathon. But... I just think it's an excellent thing that these ladies are doing and, and the more we can get, the better. And I know it's easy for people, we can say that and people in the chat are like, Yeah, 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 it's a good idea, it's a good idea. Throw in, do a blade little donate, you know what I mean? It's it'll get them where they need to be, but look, we won't we won't force that. We will force it, but we'll pretend we won't.
0: No, to be honest with you, we we, we just tell you at the end of every show that we're, for, for what it's about because usually what happens is it's it's more for the people that might be new and watching. You know, mm. and they might go, Oh, right, that's going on and and you know, it does have it on the screen link in the description and people listening, new listeners and to the podcast the downloads, um, you know, it's it's um it's for them as well. But genuinely, mm. if you if you gave us about seven cent per, per show yeah. from now to the end of the season, um you'd give you'd give us about a fiver and if everyone done that, we we'd piss it. Gavin needs to get down to one of those training sessions. Says Jonathan, I'm not going near the training session for a marathon. I'd be bleeding, so I'd be sweating, watching them. But um, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant thing they're doing, and hopefully, it'll kick on and and the money will start rolling in. You know, um, Chris Golden says do the marathon on an electric scooter and stream it. No, I don't think you're allowed. I think you get bleeding, you get stung doing that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. Um, let me see. A little GoPro on your head or something like yeah. your man Jeremy Vine on his bike no. attacking buses in London. <laughs> no, we're not doing
0: that. Um, what's on for the rest of the week? Uh, winners and losers tomorrow. Um, Tuesday we'll do a preview of the Madrid game. Wednesday we will do a full-time Reds at the Madrid game. We should have a viewer's voice on Thursday. Um, we won't do a Premier League forecast then. Um, on Friday, our full-time reds obviously and we'll be mm-hmm. back on the sunday with the fatback four but the fatback four might be the start of the messing yeah um for two weeks so we're giving you a pre-warning now from next sunday for the following two weeks it more than likely to be just messing yeah uh, a bit of football the odd quiz a draft um phone-in shows i'll get bertie on to do a show with me um whatever so yeah we are uh We'll, um, we'll cover that two and a half busy. weeks as best yeah. we can, but but I don't want anyone moaning. I don't want anyone fucking moaning. Oh, why aren't you talking about, you know, transfers or FSG in those two and a half weeks? We won't be. No. We'll be talking about crisps and stuff yeah. like that. And Antwa- Antwa- Wango, and Wango, who's usually in the comments after the show, um, but he's come in here live now to have a go. He's another fella that doesn't like me, by the way. Uh, Gab will get lapped. He says, on, uh, in the in the marathon, I fucking would as well. I'd be in the pub. If you run by yeah. the same pub twice, I'd definitely get a <laughs> yeah. Um Let me see. Um boom, 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 boom. Archie says, God, the marathon is a great atmosphere. You should go and experience it. Do you know what? I'll tell you what then. If we reached the the, the goal at 20 grand, I would go in and stand. <laughs> And watch all them what every Martin runner run by me on that's on that. We'll Saturday do a marathon. watch along. We'll do a Me and you'll do No, me and you, will, no, yeah. me and you will just go and watch it. Will we could yeah. do it, Keith. You just stand with a bag of cans on the side of the yeah. street. <laughs> bag of just watch it all going by. Um yeah, I think. Okay. Um Red Chili says I'm going to donate right now. Hope it goes through. I tried before and it didn't work. Red Chili, trust me, going to go for me and just type in um G four M O um Ashbourne and it will come up. The link is definitely in our description, um, one hundred percent. It's in the description. It's on our social media, um. So you you'll definitely find it, it. Yeah. All right. Um. Bit of exercise never killed anyone, to so Jonathan, I need loads of exercise, Jonathan. If any of you see me on the golf channel, you know I need loads of exercise. And um, part of doing the golf channel is to get exercise. To believe it or not, um. So yeah, um. Yeah. I look, i be me, explaining myself, this No, do you know what I'll do? I'll walk yeah. to the spot where um. Where we're going, but the bus probably parks. Right? We will probably just get off the bus and stand there. Do you know yeah. I mean? Um. Let me see. Gav high fiving all the runners and walkers Is Chris? No. Um. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um. That's it. I think you good. Good golden. Yeah. Good. I enjoyed yeah. that. Wasn't too bad.
1: Um. After it's hard. It's fucking hard.
0: Ah, yeah, it is. But that's life. but it's great to do it. Yeah. There's, bigger, there's bigger things in life than um than football. Well, yeah that's you know, true that's yeah. how it goes man. we all mm-hmm. have massive things going on in life and uh yeah phil Murphy says Gavin bertie doing commentary in the marathon i'll definitely get bertie on <laughs> i promise to get bertie on for me and him for a random chat sometime next week not not the week coming the week after i promise because bertie said he'd yeah. do it anyway right that's it thanks a million keith thanks everyone in the chat Thanks for the likes. Thanks for the five dislikes. Um, anyone listening. Five dislikes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all pricks. Um, and uh, <laughs> thanks for all of that. And anyone listening, um, give us a five-star review on your podcast app. That's really important as well. So go and do that as well. It's been um, another Sunday night. It's been the Fatback for with Gavin Keith. Talk to you in a bit. Over and